Hey, everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win, win, win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, so go do it, d2rpn.com. Uh, there's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the bird. our podcast network hotline usa chat 311 that's 872-242-8311 if you call and we're recording we'll take your call live on the air if you call and we're not recording leave a voicemail with your name the show you're calling for and we'll play it live on the next show the hotline is open 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today! Presents the Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre recorded, keep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure. Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. If it's because of the lack of sleep or not eating, but it really, it really fucking sucked We've today. We've skipped breakfast and lunch so far. So why? Why are we doing that? Uh, we, we started talking about food with her and then we never figured out what we were going to get. 
We talked about food. You guys talked about energy food. You were looking oh, up energy yeah. food and shit and didn't find nothing. They just kept oh, going. It was all fruits. Yeah. We don't have. No. So, I mean, technically we still got pizza and crazy bread over there if you want some of that action. I could go up and nuke it. I don't eat, I don't nuke cold pizza. Oh, I'm actually good. I don't eat much, dude. No? No. But if you're hungry, man, get some. I something. mean, I'm not sure. It's, it's weird. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure because, like, I feel like I, I think I feel like I should eat because I have not eaten in so many hours. It's one of those things. But yeah, at the same time, I'm not like starving. Right now, it's kind of weird. It's, yeah. Uh, but then I, I keep think- thinking about that fucking Russian sleep thing, and I'm like, at some point next year, I'm like, oh, I'm out. You haven't been What's up, up, guys. Okay, you haven't been up long enough, and we didn't. I know, we but didn't give you. It's any in the, the back of my back. head now because, yeah. like, I'm not hungry. And I'm just scared at like midnight tonight. I'm going to be like, oh, God, I want to go to sleep. Let's do another twelve hours. Well, I could, um, but here's the thing. So That'd be insane. I figured out our key to staying awake. As much as I fucking hate this, eat jelly beans. Eat one of those jelly beans that are fucking nasty because that'll wake you up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> For real, man. Like I was, I was fucking hurting before I went up and took a piss. Came back down. I'm like, fuck, I'm tired, man. Fucking eyes were getting heavy. And then, yeah, now I'm fucking, like, wide awake. Like, yeah. I feel like I slept for 37 days. So. Whoa. That's a long time. I know. I don't know if I quite uh, feel that good. But. And I think a little bit of scaredness when this fucking thing shut down, too. That scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Tank. That's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. You on your third wind now? Uh, you know, I think I'm on my fourth amendment. Fourth Amendment? Oh. Yeah, give or take. My mistake. It's Let's cool. talk about this. Sex, baby? It's kind of kind of a callback thing. You guys remember that uh, Malaysian flight that went missing? Yeah. Yes. Danny, you even remember that, huh? Uh-huh. That's right. weird. MH17 was in fact... <laughs> huh? I said that was weird because she remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just freaked me out, the fact that an entire plane and all of its contents just up and disappeared. But did it? Oh. MH17 was, in fact, the lost flight MH370. You know, MH17, right? That one that got shot down in Russia? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're talking about. All right. When it was first announced that flight MH370 disappeared without a trace, there had been voices suggesting that the same plane will be later used in a false flag operation. Personally... I tried to ignore the speculations, thinking that no secret agency could ever conduct such an insanely obvious operation, expecting that the rest of the world is stupid enough to buy it. Boy, was I wrong. It's not only that the official MH17 story is filled with gaps, but there are also bizarre accounts and coincidences that are impossible to ignore. Number one, the alleged MH17 was the same plane model as MH370. What are the odds? The uh, tail number. What's the so nine M M R O nine M M R O right there? Aircraft now presumed hijacked as flight MH three seventy, and then that's so R O on the front R D was you know it's pretty close the D and the O right? Yeah. Tail number on this other one is nine M M R D. The other one was nine M M R O. Aircraft presumed crashed at Shaktarsk as flight MH17. So this is the one that went missing. This is the one that crashed. But all I had to do is 
painted fucking Owen to a D. Okay. Not saying they did that. But maybe. The aircraft allegedly shot down over Shakhtarsk is a Boeing 777-200 ID number M9MRD. The missing MH370 was the same model 777-200, but with a different ID number M9MRO. Recent near-conclusive evidence reports that MH370 was actually hijacked before it disappeared. This means that the hijackers could have safely landed the plane somewhere else. Dave, you remember this. The U.S. military base Diego Garcia is conveniently located within flying distance of the spot where MH370 disappeared from the radar. One of the passengers on board MH370, Philip Wood, allegedly managed to send a photo from his iPhone tracing back to the previously mentioned military base. Danny, is this all new to you? Uh, Yeah, it is. Okay. If the U.S. Secret Service has got possession of the MH370 jet, then it was a child's play for them to set it up for a false flag operation suiting their needs. After the story of a passenger jet having been shot down by pro-Russian separatists broke loose, Russia lost a lot of credibility and support due to the U.S. propaganda machine. Um, The crashed plane had a different configuration of windows than MH17. Unfortunately, for those who staged the false flag event, the MH17 plane had an extra window below oh, below in the picture, next to the second right side door, which MH370 did not, and neither did the wreckage of the airplane. So, you can see in the picture here. Can you guys tell the difference here? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, covered up window there, or the window's there. Okay. Archive photos reveal the window configuration beneath the flag is unique and specific to the tail number of each aircraft. Although there is no positive idea of the aircraft, this finding suggests that flight MH17 was not shot down by a missile. Jim Stone, not of Jim Stone and Double T, I was just gonna say that. brings more photographic evidence supporting the connection between the wreckage and flight MH370. The window on flight 370 matches the flag the same as the wreckage. The vertical black line shows the window and flag match perfectly on flight 370. Take a piece of paper and line up the flag yourself. It lines perfectly. Okay. Now see how the flag on the current paint job for MH70 lines up? It never does in any photo. According to independent journalist Jim Stone, not of Jim Stone and Double T, <laughs> it is important to note that MH370 was new and therefore never repainted. This is the way the flag always looked on Flight 370, and it forever pegs the shoot-down plane as Flight 370. Okay. See right there. Next is Flight MH17. Notice the flag position, and also that MH17 has an extra window on this, this side of the aircraft, totally busting the official story. So there's the window. So basically... One has the window kind of like covered up, the other one doesn't. And the wreckage. Yeah, yeah. Got it? We're all good there? Mm-hmm. Yep. So what does it all mean? <clears throat> the plane wreckage shown in the propaganda pictures doesn't have the window configuration of MH17, whilst it matches the one of MH370. The conclusion is obvious. The wreckage belongs to the lost flight 370. Uh, Rebel leader describes the MH17 victims... Rotten corpses drained of blood. 
This is something we we never covered, Dave. This is no, really, I don't remember any of this. Well, this is the uh, the crashed or the shot down MH17 flight. But I'll just read it. A top pro-Russia rebel commander in eastern Ukraine has given a bizarre version of events surrounding the Malaysian jetliner crash, suggesting many of the victims may have died days before the plane took off. People at the crash site, a significant number of the bodies, this is a quote, a significant number of bodies weren't fresh, adding that he was told they were drained of blood and reeked of decomposition. According to independent journalist Jim Stone, not a Jim Stone double C, it is said that a Dutch doctor who was at the scene within a day has released testimony that the bodies on the plane were rotten and dead days before the crash, which would corroborate what the military commander said and that evidence is there that they were also tortured before the crash. However, the translation from Dutch is very poor, and I am working on secondary confirmation. This means that the bodies found at the crash site in Ukraine are probably the passengers of MH370. Already dead and decomposing. Be a good way to get rid of them, right? Yeah, it's fucking weird. <clears throat> All the videos were created before MH17 was allegedly shot down. A look at the timestamps for the nine versions of the video that allegedly shows a conversation between Ukrainian anti-fascists and the Russian military, and uploaded to what is said to be the Ukrainian Security Service YouTube account, indicating that all the videos were created before MH17 wrecked in the afternoon of. July 1st, 2014. Okay. Remarkable unit with timestamps confirmed by the date stamp for when the videos were uploaded to a local server uh, contained herein. Zero hedge. Okay. MH17 propaganda pictures doesn't match the facts. According to the Daily Mail, flight MH17 was photographed by one of the passengers just before boarding, but the identification number doesn't match. MH17's ID number is NMMRD. And this is, uh, I guess it's the wrong plane. I don't know. Um, You're not reading the uh, fucking Swahili there, whatever the fuck that is? <laughs> Oh, it just looks fucked up. Yeah. The idea of the plane in the propaganda picture is 9MMRC. Aircraft idea is 9MMRC. Well, that's that's different than zero. That's what it was before, or O. O or D, yeah. Okay, the doomed flight on the tower. Flight MH17 was canceled according to flight radar screen. This is interesting. Flight Radar 24 screen capture on the day following the crash shows MH17 as canceled on the date of the crash. So it never even took off. But yet, it did. Supposedly. Uh, number seven, invalid and pristine passports at the crash site. This is always interesting. This happened at 9-11, Yeah, too. I was just going to say, I love how they just have passports that are fucking clear. No, nothing's wrong with them. are just sitting right there in a nice big pile. Yeah, all together, too. Not strewn about a fucking plane crash. This happened at 9-11. Mm-hmm. All that shit fucking fell and, and melted shit and everything, but yet the passports are fine. How in the fuck is that possible? Only the passports of the terrorists. Right. Not the passengers, the terrorists. Uh, it's, okay. 
So this is what it says. All the passports appearing in the propaganda video are in mint condition. They want us to believe that all passports have escaped undamaged after an airplane filled with fuel was shot down by a SAM missile. Not to mention... Sam. Sam? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it a SAM missile? Yes, it's a SAM missile. Not to mention the 33,000-foot drop. And that's not all. Many of presented passports are clearly invalid. Some have been hole-punched in the upper left-hand corner while others have been clipped, triangular cut out from the right-hand center front cover, making it impossible that any of these decommissioned passports could be used to travel internationally at the flight's port of departure in Amsterdam. So they're old passports. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, U.S. State Department deputy admits MH17 evidence is based on YT clips, YouTube clips, and social media posts. In a testy exchange between AP reporter Matt Lee and U.S. State Department Deputy Spokesperson Marie Harf, Lee virtually corners Harf into admitting that the evidence presented by the U.S. to blame Russian-backed rebels for the shootdown of Malaysia Airlines Flight 17, now exposed as MH370, mounts to nothing more than YouTube videos and social media posts. I can't believe they like, re- relied heavily on YouTube videos. Yeah. It's pretty... Uh, Pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um, let me watch that just a second. Let's do this last one. Award-winning reporter blows whistle. U.S. satellite images show Ukrainian troops shooting down the plane that was presented to us as MH17. Um, award-winning former Associated Press reporter Robert Perry has been told by an intelligence source that the United States is in possession of satellite imagery, which shows that Ukrainian troops were responsible for the shootdown of Malaysian flight airlines flight 17. Quote, what I've been told by one source who has provided accurate information on similar matters in the past is that U.S. intelligence agencies do have detailed satellite images of the likely missile battery that launched the fateful missile, but the battery appears to have been under the control of Ukrainian government troops dressed in what look like Ukrainian uniforms. Okay. Let's watch this video. You are perhaps familiar uh, with the briefing that the Russian Defense Ministry uh, gave this morning, um, in which they laid out uh, satellite images or radar tracking images talking about a Ukrainian fighter plane that was apparently near this, the, the Malaysian Airlines plane. Um, they also asked uh, questions, a series of questions to you, uh, meaning the U.S. government, to produce the documents documentation, the evidence that Mm -hmm. Secretary Kerry, Ambassador Power talked about but didn't offer any, uh, you know, forensic evidence or or at least intel evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you respond to that? Well, a couple points. Uh, You saw the Secretary yesterday speak very clearly about our assessment, that this was an SA-11 fired uh, from uh, Russian-backed separatist-controlled territory. Uh, that we know uh, we saw on social media afterwards. We saw videos. We saw photos of the pro-Russian uh, separatists bragging about shooting down an aircraft that they, 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 then, they then excuse me, took down uh, once it became clear that it may have been a passenger airline. There is a preponderance of evidence at this point, both sort of out there in the public domain and also uh, from our information, uh, that points to the fact that there was a SA-11 launched from separatist-controlled territory. We assess, of course, that the Russian-backed separatists have this system, uh, and one of the main reasons uh, we have called for a full investigation is so we can get all the facts out there. So what I would encourage the Russians to do at this point 
uh, is to push the separatists that are backed by their government to allow access, to allow investigators who are in Ukraine ra- waiting uh, to go into that area right now, and that's what I would call on Russia to do uh, at this point. Right, but what they're saying is that you should – they've put their – what they have out on the table, or at least they say they have. Well, I haven't seen any of that. Again, we've made an assessment based on a broad uh, range of information. We know this was fired from Russian-controlled territory. It is our assessment, very strong assessment. This was an SA-11 that we know the Russian-backed separatists have. Uh, We, again, continue to gather more information and call uh, on on, uh, Russia to push the separatists to allow for a full investigation. How is it exactly that you know that it was fired from Russian uh, I mean, from separatist-held uh, territory? Well, we have a great deal of information that the Secretary laid out yesterday, and I can go back through some of it today. Um, but uh, we do know, first, uh, that Russian-backed separatists uh, were in possession of an SA-11 system as early as Monday, July 14th. This is from intercepts of separatist communications posted on YouTube by the Ukrainian Well, is there government. anything – okay, is there anything other – because, you know, I there's – I can keep going stuff, if well, you, or you want to Well, is there stuff that's in? other than social media? Who is the – Yes, absolutely, there okay, is. So what is it that's oh, other that, than At this sure. point, that. Matt, we've said uh, what our assessment is, very strong assessment publicly. If there's more information that that's based on that we can share, uh, we're happy to do so. We'll continue looking She's at that. She's Marie Harp. Look, oh, okay. this is what we know as of right now, based on open information, which is – basically common sense, right? We know where it was fired from. We know who has this weapon. Well, I, I don't backed know up, it's backed disputed, up, though. Backed up by a, a host of information that we have gathered uh, about who uh, did this, where it came from, and what the weapon system was. So one of – we're just telling you what we know now. Right, one right. of the reasons we've called on Russia to push the separatist sit backs into an, into an investigation uh, so we can get all the facts. Instead of holding press briefings and making uh, statements, maybe the Russian government should call on the separatists they support to allow an actual investigation. Right, but that didn't happen. That's what you've done. You've held press briefings. Well, we don't have leverage with the separatists, going, I would say. The Russians well, do, and they're not using it. So okay, let's have I, them I mean, use I, it. I, I think we're talking across purposes here. I'm asking you. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm asking you. I mean, there's social. All you're willing to, to present publicly that backs up your version of the story, which may well be the correct version of the story, but all you have, well, well, it may well be, but you know, I don't know, I'm, you know, because I haven't seen your evidence that shows that the missile was launched from rebel hell. You're not going to. You're saying, the only thing you're willing to to put out publicly is the social media accounts. I mean, the social media. That's part of it. Right. But there is social media account that says, that, 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 that disputes that, or that, that claims to present a, a, a different a different version. So what what would saying, that version be, Matt? Well, I don't, there are many, Any, many theories, but you're saying Most of which of are completely accounts, illogical, well, I would point all out. Well, all of the accounts that do not support your version of events no. are wrong, and all of the ones that do support it are right? Look, is we make assessments saying? based on a variety of intelligence and a variety of information, some of which we can talk about publicly and some of which well, we can't. There, are you and going, we also, and look, if you just st- take a step back. Right? We need there to be an investigation so we can get all the facts, period. But on top of that, we have public information, which is, of course, the easiest for us to talk about, right. of the separatists bragging about having the system, bragging about the attack that took place, and then walking back from it when it became known that it was a passenger jet. I would ask people who don't believe our assessment to say, okay, what other possible explanation could, be, could there be for that? They well, defy logic, right? Well, I don't know. If so it when you logic when you start from a place of you have separatists out on again, this is the easiest piece of information for us to talk about online bragging about it. 
start there and then work from there and work from all of the evidence we have that we are confident we know where it was fired from, we're confident we know what it was, and it points in a certain direction. Again, we would encourage Russia to support an investigation right. if they don't believe the facts. It, it points in a certain direction, but I'm not sure it would stand up to, you know, to, to I strongly to disagree. I absolutely believe that it investigation. would. Investigation. Well, are you willing, if not at, at this moment in time now, but soon, to put forward the intel that you say backs the claims that were made on social media. And in particular, it seems to me that the Secretary was very definitive, as mm -hmm. you were just now, in saying that you know for sure, 100 percent. I didn't say 100 percent. Nothing is 100 percent in any world, Matt, but go ahead. Oh it is God. our assessment. Oh, I need you to break down the 100 percent, please. The, <laughs> the missile was fired from the rebel-held territory. Mm -hmm. and I mean, That's a, you can't. There is no social media that, that I'm aware of. All double talking. Again, yeah, so at annoying. Uh, 17 mm -hmm. flight dropped out of contact. We detected a surface-to-air yes. missile launch from a separatist-controlled area in southeastern yeah. Ukraine, yeah. which we believe was an SA-11. What you want is the intelligence that underlies that. Yeah. Well, well I mean, they, they've the Russians have challenged. I'm not. I, the, I'm just saying, the I'm Russians just have said have said we've shown we we put out our radar images which mm -hmm. show this Ukrainian plane near at least. That, well, they have. I mean, right. uh, why don't you put out your? Well, unfortunately, I don't have original declassification authority, Matt. But, okay. but wait, let me finish. But look, we have endeavored to make public as much information as possible. Obviously, if you're dealing with an intelligence assessment, in part, uh, so we are sometimes limited in what information we can share. That's why I think you saw the secretary speak much more forward-leaning about how, why we believe this right. and how we believe it. Sometimes you can't get into all the specifics. We endeavor to put as many out as possible. We're continuing to see if we can do more. Okay. Well, there you go. That's politics. Yeah. It's bullshit. I don't like her at all. No, she's kind of kind of a bitch. Yeah. What would you think of her, Danny? Answer the damn question. Yeah, why can't they Seriously, ever just, just fucking answer? answer the question. Is it that bad to just say, like, listen, <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that right now. We don't have enough information. I can't, you know, just fucking, like, why do they have to, like, <sighs> why are we getting our intelligence from fucking social media? Because that's that's all they've got. Oh, like yeah. Is it though? On that particular, you know I mean? like radical extremist group, yeah, probably. Jesus Christ, it's terrible. That's pretty shitty. What the fuck's the CIA doing? Didn't they Running have... black ops on their own people. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapping them up Jesus in uh, Christ. carpets and and, and, and shooting them. Shooting them in the head from the back of the head twice. Well, I mean that's total logical <sighs> suicide. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. happens all makes the time. Total, makes total sense. Oh happens all the time. Let's just do this one so I can get rid of it. Okay. Um, you two are gonna have me in this damn YouTube rabbit hole when I get home. You watch. You're gonna go the fuck to bed when you get home. Don't lie. <laughs> Fucking lie. America's oh secret airline is hiring flight attendants willing to fly to Area 51. So, uh, Dave. Danny, have you ever wanted a job that combines your love of travel with your love of conspiracy theories and mysteries? 
No, never really thought of that. Okay, well, the United States government has just the position for you, even though you've never thought of that. According to a new job posted on the website, AECOM, the government is looking to hire a few new cabin crew members for flights operated by the U.S. Air Force that depart from McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas. These flights allegedly shuttle government and contract employees back and forth to Area 51. For those who aren't familiar and don't follow extraterrestrial rumors, Area 51, located deep in the Nevada desert, has long been considered one of the country's most mysterious locations. According to conspiracy theories, this is where the government is attempting to reverse-engineer alien spacecrafts and conducts all extraterrestrial experiments. Though, according to the CIA, the area is simply a testing ground for the Air Force. You can choose to believe whoever you'd like. Moreover, the advertisement calls for someone who is level-headed and clear-thinking while handling unusual incidents and situations, which they note as severe weather conditions, including turbulence, delays due to weather or mechanical issues, hijackings, or bomb threats. Somehow, the unusual incident of running into an alien isn't listed here. To apply for the job, one must be a high school graduate or equivalent, pass a company-operated jet aircraft emergency training initial flight attendant training, and maintain currency as a flight attendant. Moreover, the person must be able to effectively perform all assigned physical duties without difficulty and without assistance, meaning they will be required to push and pull heavy hinged aircraft doors, which weigh up to 80 pounds. The new crew members will have to comply with a dress and uniform code. We're hoping this means you have to wear a spacesuit. <laughs> and possess effective oral communication skills, including good public speaking abilities. Does that say you have to give oral to someone in the military? Maybe I read that wrong. Mm-hmm. Or understood it wrong. Oh, and the crew member must qualify for and maintain a top-secret government security clearance and associated work location access. So really, they are taking this posting seriously. While you'd be sworn to secrecy over the things you see and hear while performing your job duties, just imagine the stories you'd be able to relive over and over again in your mind. Or maybe write a novel to be found after your death. That way, neither of aliens nor the government can come after you. That's interesting. I wonder if those positions are still open. When was that? When was that posted? Uh, doesn't say. It doesn't give an address or an address. A fucking date. But I'd totally do it. I don't think they'd let me in. I don't think I'd pass the background check. What are you doing? It's not on. What's well, not on? My mic. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know you switched. I was reading. No, I know. I was just trying to clean up a little bit for our next guest. Ah, okay. Um, what else do we have? All right, we're going to do all that a little bit later. Okay. Why do I have all these open? So, yeah. Oops. What do you guys want to talk about now? What the fuck? What's going on? What happened? No. It's just all this shit's like bouncing around. Weird. Like. It's all I got. You're spent, no, eh? 
Um, well, let's do anonymous. Yeah, I was just thinking. Go to uh, Anon. What is it? Anon something or other. Dot uh, org. It's like uh, anonymous. Really? Anon official. Why do we always forget? Oh, we that? always forget that. It's official. I think it's anon, but okay. Wait, what? Obama flees after drug bust on Lady Michelle. <laughs> Who's the Lady Michelle? <laughs> I think they mean uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, Michael. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. What is this? Former President Barack Obama fled Washington, D.C. this past Friday. This was in March. Traveling to New York City, Omaha, San Jose, and ending up in Hawaii, all occurring within 36 hours. While he sought elite allies to defend him and keep him, keeping him ahead of investigators from the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network of the U.S. Department of the Treasury. Seeking to interview him about one of the largest drug busts in American history occurring in the Caribbean aboard a fishing vessel named the Lady Michelle. Okay. Uh, Nearly immediately upon taking office as President Donald Trump's Attorney General Jeff Sessions as head of the U.S. Department of Justice was handed a top-secret file by Federal Bureau of Investigation Director James Comey detailing the nearly two-decade-long crimes of 12 current and former security and intelligence officers belonging to the Transportation Safety Administration, who for at least 18 years under both the Bush and Obama regimes had smuggled into the United States at least $100 million worth of cocaine. Yikes. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. Four days after Attorney General Jeff Sessions received this top-secret file on these Bush-Obama regime drug criminals from Director Comey, he ordered their immediate arrest, and that was meant to coincide with former President Obama being out of the United States as he was vacationing in the Virgin Islands. Upon their learning that Attorney General Jeff Sessions had ordered the arrest of the Obama Bush-Obama regime TSA criminal drug ring, accomplices of former President Obama vacationing with him in the Virgin Islands attempted to contact a Guyana national named Mohammed Nazim Hossein whom the SVR had previously identified as being an organizational member of the Islamic terror group known as the Muslim Brotherhood, and that President Trump is now preparing to name as a terrorist organization, too. Nice. Mohammed Nazim Hussein was unable, however, to be contacted by former President Obama. Accomplices, as the fishing vessel he was the captain of, named the Lady Michelle, was dead in the water about 70 miles off Paramaribo. Yeah, I think that's it. Sure. And international waters, in international waters after all its electronics had been disabled by U.S. Navy EA-6B Prowler electronic warfare aircraft. And that shortly afterwards, on February 16th, it was boarded by the U.S. Coast Guard, whom discovered over four tons of cocaine valued at $125 million and was the largest U.S. drug bust in the Caribbean since 1999. Wow. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, it is. Arrested with Mohammed Nazim Hussein aboard the Lady Michelle drug ship were Richard LaCruz, Neville Jeffrey, and Mark Anthony Williams, all of whom were remanded to U.S. custody in the Virgin Islands just hours after former President Obama accomplices flew out, of, out from there on a private aircraft. 
as to the Lady Michelle fishing vessel used by these cocaine smugglers, its St. Vincent registration showed up being owned by the Argyle International Airport Development Company and whom the U.S. Coast Guard returned custody to under existing international treaties between these two nations. Critical to note about the Argyle International Airport Development Company, though, is that its sole business is the Argyle International Airport on St. Vincent, whose first ever flight into was on uh, February 14th by a private charter aircraft from Mexico, and that upon this charter plane's arrival, the Lady Michelle was in port awaiting departure, and whose real purpose has long been suspected to be for smuggling purposes. Forget the tourists, there is something much more lucrative afoot. It is whispered that recently cocaine barons have injected $400 million into a group within the Vincentian government for help with setting up an improved link into the U.S. of South American cocaine. There are five areas of concern for the South American investors. One, for the SVG ruling regime to be kept in power at any cost. The completion of Argyle Airport. The control of the abandoned fishery units at Bequi, Bequa, Bequa. Bequa and... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, tight control and implication of the police and Coast Guard. Control of a working shipyard for the secret alteration of internal structures of vessels. Building of a new shipping container port and facility. The whole operation is compartmentalized, so as no group or individual within the grouping knows everything. Those involved are high-ranking Vincentian government officials, Venezuelans, Panamanians, and most importantly, Colombians. According to fishermen, Venezuelans have already inspected the fishery installations with the view of acquiring them. It is alleged that Venezuelans are involved in the new lease of the Otley Hall shipyard complex. Venezuela is involved with building our airport at Argyle. Further raising fears that the Argyle International Airport is being used by drug smugglers, a link to former President Obama was that barely a month ago, Prior to his leaving office in December 2016, he quietly signed a new law called the United States Caribbean Strategic Engagement Act that, in essence, would allow the Central Intelligence Agency to secretly lease this entire airport and fishing boat facility and who is the largest illegal drug smuggler in the world the world has ever known. Yeah. As to why the CIA would need the Argyle International Airport as a drug smuggling operation is due to the calamity that ensued in 2007 when their Gulfstream 2 jet that was used to transport rendition prisoners from Europe to America to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, crash-landed in Mexico carrying over four tons of cocaine and that to this very day no one has been prosecuted for. Oh, nice. Yeah. The CIA's involvement with drug smuggling has long been known, and as the Huffington Post noted in their 2014 article titled Key Figures in CIA Crack Cocaine Scandal Begin to Come Forward, that in part said, with the public in the U.S. and Latin America becoming increasingly skeptical of the war on drugs, key figures on a, in a scandal that once rocked the Central Intelligence Agency are now coming forward to tell their stories in a new documentary and in a series of interviews with the Huffington Post. More than 18 years have passed since Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Gary Webb stunned the world with his Dark Alliance newspaper series investigating the connections between the CIA and or a crack cocaine explosion in the predominantly African-American neighborhoods of South Los Angeles, and the Nicaraguan Contra fighters' scandalous implications that outraged L.A.'s black community severely damaged the intelligence agency's reputation and launched a number of federal investigations. It did not end well for Webb, however. Major media, led by the New York Times, Washington Post, and Los Angeles Times, worked to discredit his story. 
Under intense pressure, Webb's top editor abandoned him. Webb was drummed out of journalism. One L.A. Times reporter recently apologized for his leading role in the assault on Webb, but it came too late. Webb died in 2004 from an apparent suicide. Also in 2014, the American News Service shockingly revealed how grave these crimes had actually become in their article titled U.S. Government and Top Mexican Drug Cartel Exposed as Partners that, again in part, said... For over a decade, under multiple administrations, the U.S. government had a secret agreement with the ruthless Mexican Sinaloa drug cartel that allowed it to operate with impunity. An in-depth investigation by a leading Mexican newspaper confirmed this week. In exchange for information and assistance... Jesus fucking Christ, how long is it? It keeps going. Uh, in exchange for information and assistance in quashing competing criminal syndicates, the Bush and Obama administrations let the Sinaloa cartel import tons of drugs in the United States while wiping out Sinaloa competitors and ensuring that its leaders would not be prosecuted for their long list of major crimes. I just want to see how far down this goes. Oh, oh we're almost there. there. Yeah. I was going to say, man, chapter yeah. 9. been reading for three hours. <laughs> Other revelations also point strongly to massive but clandestine U.S. government involvement in drug trafficking. Relying on over 100 interviews with current and former government functionaries on both sides of the border, as well as official documents from the U.S. and Mexican governments, Mexico's El Universal concluded that the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and the U.S. Justice Department had secretly worked with Mexican drug lords. The controversial conspiring led to increased violence across Mexico, where many tens of thousands have been murdered in recent years, the newspaper found after its year-long probe. The U.S. agents and their shady deals with Mexican drug lords even sparked what paper called the secret war inside Mexico. To the exact scheme being perpetrated upon the American people by the CIA is their paying off by the hundreds of millions of dollars the former Clinton, Bush, and now Obama regimes from their massive illegal drug smuggling profits, but that President Trump doesn't care about as he is already worth billions of dollars, has never drank, done drugs, or smoked, and whose actions in the past fortnight alone have cost these evil monster... Uh, cost these evil monsters over $200 million, leading to no one in the Kremlin wondering why he is so hated by these elite criminals and their mainstream propaganda media allies alike. Well, there you go. So all that, and basically Obama didn't get arrested? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, well. So you know you could have just played the video and they would have read it all for you. Yeah, I was just thinking that, like, towards the end there, like, uh, that video probably read that. Huh. Science can't explain this. What is that? Oh, sorry. That sound sounds like when that rocket hit the dome. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That wasn't a rocket hitting the dome. No. I want to know what science can't explain. Look at how Kim the whole sky is, though, right now. You got, like, three trailers, like, right there. They're going to move. Harp was a facility that used ionospheric heater, and but the color of the sky 
have long been mistaken as. Ugh. I Ooh, guess I should just let it fly. Chemtrails are a term for stratospheric aerosol injections, otherwise known as geoengineering. These white lines that are stretched across the beautiful blue sky have long been mistaken as simple contrails, which are water vapor left behind from airplanes, but they are clearly different. For instance, when observing a contrail, one will notice that the white line disappears or fades away after a couple of minutes, but chemtrails have a much more different effect. When observing a chemtrail, one will see that not only does the white line remain in the sky for hours on end, but the color of the sky will actually change to a milky hazy color, or bizarre nasty looking clouds will form right where that beautiful blue sky used to be. Geoengineering and weather manipulation That's is nothing looking. new, but it's yeah. been around for over 150 years. Weather modification has been something that the United States and many other governments have been working on for years, including Project Storm Fury which is a U.S. project that focused on controlling the storm paths of hurricanes. Since geoengineering and weather modification goes back so far, it is clear what the agenda is for weather manipulation. Weather modification dates at least back to the 1830s when the proposals of American meteorologist James Pollard Espy to stimulate rain by controlled forest burning led to him becoming feted as the Storm King. More recently, the U.S. Project Storm Fury sought for two decades to modify the paths of hurricanes through seeding them with silver iodide. The Royal Society, Geoengineering the Climate. HARP, or High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, has been known for its testing with geoengineering. Geoengineering is the alteration or manipulation of the weather. HARP was a facility that used ionospheric heaters to change the weather. Although we are told that HARP shut down years ago, there are many more facilities just like this all over the world. For instance, there's the Sura Ionospheric Heating Facility in Russia, the High Power Auroral Stimulation Observatory, or HIPAS in Fairbanks, Alaska, the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, and ISCAT, which operates many facilities across the world stemming from Sweden. David Icke once said, we now know that the ability to relocate weather systems with electromagnetic weapons and skies seeded with conductive aerosols is the key to the creation of artificial global warming. Global warming is a lie created specifically by the Club of Rome. The propaganda portrayed by the mainstream media about global warming is that the population must pay carbon taxes to Al Gore as if they would use that money to prevent the earth from rapidly heating. HARP controlling the weather is a powerful weapon that can be and will be utilized by the powers ruling our world. By controlling weather, governments can cause fake natural disasters and have massive impacts on agriculture and growing food by changing the climate. Using false disasters would be a great way to open FEMA camps and begin full-faced New World Order with everyone enslaved. Some declassified documents from the U.S. government detail injecting nanofibers and mechanized dust into the air. These nanofibers are being sprayed into the air and are found in chemtrail samples. Biometric Application Programming Interfaces, or bioappies, are sprayed onto people through nanobots 
released through chemtrails, making it easier to manipulate and control the minds of humans. One of the most sinister and difficult to fathom conspiracy theories I've ever come across posits that nanobots are being sprayed on us all to install bioappies, biometric application programming interfaces, which basically allow for the mental and emotional remote control of humanity. These nanofibers, which have already been found in several chemtrail samples and linked to Morgulin's disease, work by attaching themselves to neurons or synapses and self-replicating until they have artificially encapsulated and rewired your brain. Eric Dubay, Atlanta. And the fact that they've been doing it for years, too. There have been declassified government documents proving the existence of chemtrails, yet it is still considered a crazy conspiracy theory. Yes, of course. I'm crazy for reading in the government documents talking about injecting the air with poison. One document released by NASA in 2001 speaks of spraying small dust into the air, which is inhaled into the lungs. This is described as a new use of weaponry, which is totally legal. It says that this form of advanced warfare will take place at around 2025, but could it be happening before then? This form of weaponry could be being used right now by the military or secret projects. This document was released in 2001, and it's been over 15 years. This plan to use warfare by emitting chemicals into the air through spraying has been underway for a long time, and I do not doubt that this not only has been developed, but it is most likely what is being sprayed in chemtrails. I right, pause the video. <laughs> Bruce dropped in, right? What up, dude? Oh. Uh, hold on. Where's the fucking sound? There we go. Are you driving? Yeah, don't don't tell nobody. Oh yeah, it's not like it's on the podcast. Right? <laughs> hey, we're good. Hey. <laughs> Where right. you at it, Madison? Uh, no, I, uh, I'm going down to uh, Atco, then over to LT, and then back, and then uh, up to uh, Madison. Oh, you just left? Yeah, I I wanted to get in there a little bit earlier. This match is one o'clock, but. Uh, Got in there, and then their intern had to come or had to talk to me about stupid bullshit. Yeah, it was just like a, a hiring process. What I think about that, and what I think about Frito Lay, what I think about uh, uh, you know my training and all that stuff. I told everybody's a piece of shit, <laughs> except for Dave Block. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Good shit. So it looks like you lost a couple. Of Oh yeah, well we got we got Danny still. Hi. Yeah, I see Hello. Ryan, Ryan's in his spot. So the only person we lost was uh, Ray. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see him over there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, actually we're finishing up an episode in a couple minutes here, and then uh, Double T's coming in. We're gonna do a, a couple episodes with him. Double T. Yeah. Double T is from, he used to be from the X, and now he's on 97, or 96.7. The Eagle. Oh, okay. DJ. Yeah, yeah, I, I listened to 1063 and 104.3 when I'm in Chi-Town. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm talking about Rockford Channel, but that's cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is kind of Rockford. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right on. So now everything's going all right then, obviously. 
Yeah, yeah, we're uh, bouncing between being really fucking tired and being really fucking wired. <laughs> so, yeah, we only got like, fucking ten hours left now, just about. So fucking yeah, we're fucking rocking and rolling, man. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's cool. <laughs> right. So right. I, I can see how crazy it is just in your one eye. Yeah. <laughs> Tired as fuck. It's got, it's got a twinkle. Oh yeah, it's got all kinds of twinkles. So. <laughs> but. All right, right now. Yeah, the fucking the Zoom that it, we're using, it stopped recording at 24 hours. That's what I figured. So I had to restart it. Now the other camera that I have going is still going. So that's super fucking tits. But yeah, so we've got this one going now. So this will be good for the rest of the night. Yeah, uh, you didn't send me that uh, that address, so I just figured you don't want it. Uh, oh no, I totally forgot about that, dude. Aww. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it right now, man. Right on. Well, I'll send it to you now, and if you can make it, sweet. If not, well, we'll fucking do it another time. All right. So, all right, homie, we'll have fun working. All right, well, yeah, good luck the rest of the, rest of the day. All right, cool. I'll just drop a couple live loads of crap, so it's all good. Right, right. So, all right, brother. All right, man. Have fun. Yeah. All right, bye. All right, bye. Well, there you go. There you go. So Bruce pops in again. Yeah, calling from the road. Um, hey, don't tell anybody. Yeah, not happening. Not telling anybody. <laughs> I think that's funny. Um, watch some rest of this video, or yeah, we got fifteen. You want to discuss it? Yeah, there's only six minutes left right. of this video. I guess we can discuss it briefly, and then. Uh, Start the next one with uh, double double T. Guess that. Yeah, I should bring the phone over here so I can keep an eye on it. Yeah. Micro dust weaponry, a mechanical analog to bio micron-sized mechanized dust, which is distributed as an aerosol and inhaled into the lungs. Dust mechanically bores into lung tissue and executes various pathological missions. A wholly new class of weaponry, which is legal. Dennis M. Bushnell, a NASA employee. Future Strategic Issues, Future Warfare, circa 2025. Chemtrails are indeed real, and geoengineering has been taking place for years and is an ongoing reality. Chemtrails are just a small fraction of what is being done to the populations of the world. Whether or not we are being sprayed for mind control or weather modification, we do know that the skies above our heads are being sprayed with chemicals. That baseline. Yeah, no. Just a question. Do you know what is a chemtrail? The what? A chemtrail. I do know what a chemtrail is. Yeah. And is it true? Uh, well, there's a big debate. No, but uh, do you believe it? I don't think that. Um, well, I don't have enough information for that. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, but because I saw a lot of videos on the internet, uh -huh. and uh, it really looks uh, believable. Well, it's arguable both ways, I think. Yeah? <laughs> Depends on uh -huh. which side you're on, but... Yeah. But what is your personal um, opinion of it? I think there's part of truth. Part of truth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we should investigate this, because when it's true, imagine... So many people they suffer of this, of this. Yeah, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Have a good day, sir. You too. Thank you. Aircraft making a condensation trail is very similar in many ways to when you go outside on a cold day and exhale, you create a condensation trail. That little cloud is a condensation trail. Now, if you take a two-mile walk on a cold day, and you can turn around, and you can see your condensation trail tracking all the way back for two miles, that's how crazy it is to think that what we're looking in the sky is actually condensation trails. The contrails, not the chemical, the contrails occur because of cold air, minus 30. It takes a high altitude, around 30,000 feet plus. There's a carbon dioxide and water vapor in that exhaust. That turns to ice crystals, and that's what you see, the white stream behind it. Those white crystals of ice warm up, dissolve, and the smoke goes away. And it never lasts more than a minute. What we're seeing now, and I first could not believe it, and I started looking at the skies, and these are not normal. They're not natural. There's something going on. I don't know who it is or why they're doing it. All I can testify is it's not natural and it's not normal. It's got to be some outside influence doing that. Thank you. I'm here to give you testimony that chemtrails, they're not contrails, are indeed real. They're spraying almost every day. I watch the clouds and watch the spraying program going on. I want to tell you that we're in very great danger from the pollution that's coming down over us. And we've been led astray by the military-industrial complex, and they're responsible for the cloud's creation and weather manipulation programs. They're dark operations. That's why they're not out in the media. I look around and I see people are starting to look up and see this. Many times I've spoken about chemtrails, and I get this blank look on my face. What are you talking about? I'm saying, look up. As a pilot, what before I fly, I look up. And so, boy, they're really out there working. When you look up at the sun and you see a white haze, that is aluminum floating in the air right now, and it's coming from the aircraft. There's a huge amount of uh, aluminum being found because these sprays have aluminum, strontium, barium, manganese, and uh, there's a lot of argument that aluminum is very common to be found. But aluminum is only common in a bonded form. It's not common in a free form, and we're finding high rates of free aluminum. Uh, in the soil, which is not natural. The metal compounds that are being used are environmentally dangerous. We need to be monitoring them. We need to be testing them. Okay, these previous guys, I've watched exactly what they do, and yes, they are correct. I've seen exactly the same stuff, so ditto marks on those. You want some figures? Okay, latest water test, tested the rain. 13,100 micrograms per liter of aluminum in the rain in 2013. Normally, it should be zero. So 13,100 is pretty damn much, folks. It used to be zero. Then it was 100s in the 2000s. And then in, uh, since 2010, it's into the 1,000s and the latest 13,100. 
In the snow on Mount Shasta, pristine Mount Shasta, 61,000 micrograms per liter, four times the amount that is found in the soil up there. Where in the hell is this stuff coming from if it's not coming from the soil? We have clouds in the sky we've never seen before. Almost every day I'm seeing clouds I've never seen before. And NASA has even named a few of these new clouds. Because they're not Uh, clouds. It's it's really interesting. But NASA is a corporation. I want you to know that. Uh, NASA has also uh, conducted a research program in what they call metallized fuels. We're actually putting aluminum oxide right in the fuel because it has two atoms of aluminum and three atoms of oxygen. So during the combustion process, it releases all that oxygen and dramatically increases efficiency. But it leaves the aluminum in the air. hear what I'm saying. Um, I couldn't even hear myself. This is the loudest sound you could possibly conceive. And as it turns out, the cleanest. So, what the fuck was the ending? <laughs> I don't know. But those, like when they have those, um, not trials, but where the people go and talk in front of yeah, public forums, Congress or whatever. They're not even fucking listening. Like, yeah, did you see the one bitch in the back? Yeah, she was obviously yeah. on her uh, Tinder porn, account, Pornhub.com, probably fingering herself under the table. <laughs> but it's to me, it's like I understand these people are super passionate and all that, but they're speaking to people. Like, I don't even know why they hold those kinds of events because to me, the 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 panel that they're speaking to, yeah. people come in and they got five minutes or whatever to say whatever. Like, they're not going to change anything. They're like not this, listening. It's just a legal obligation they have to do. Yeah. So they have to sit there and they're probably like the one lady was on her laptop, not paying any attention. And you, you didn't see the rest of the people, but I'm sure yeah. they're equally as distracted and uninterested. And even though everything they, what these guys are saying is probably true. And like whatever, they just—they're not going to fucking change it. Nothing's going to change. No. But then again, you could say the same thing about well, why? Why do you guys just sit here and do a think tank? Then I don't know. So maybe there's one person out there, but we the do it to is, educate people. That panel's not going to do anything. Right. So is—is is it worth going there and yelling into that microphone? I don't think so. No. I don't know. I think they'd. How do you get something like that to change? The whole weather modification and uh, that shit's killing us and, you know, killing our fucking... I don't think it's ever going to change because they're making money off that shit and they want to control us. Yeah. I want to know who's, like, paying for that. Like, all right, these pilots. These pilots, you don't just go up in the air and the shit starts coming out. You have to hit a button. Mm -hmm. So they have to be fully aware of what they're doing. Right, And then not talk about it. Because they still deny that these chemtrails yeah. exist. Well, it's fucking clear. Yeah, I like his his, his example of walking for two miles and breathing in a cold day. If you can still see your your condensation from just breathing two miles, then we've got a problem. Yeah. It's, they're saying it's the same thing. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's a chemtrail, not a contrail. There's right. a difference. Right. I like how they ha- like to hide behind that, but it's mm-hmm. bullshit. I don't know. It's, it's always been touchy, but I just I don't understand. 
what's the fucking you're getting it to rain in places it's not supposed to rain you're you're, you're getting droughts in places it's not supposed to be droughts right like it's they could literally fuck up all of middle america where no crops grew you'd have another dust bowl type situation like that's how people don't realize it but that's how bad it, i mean you can like i i don't know I, back in the day where they said katrina was done with like yep. that harp and all that and i at the time i was like how the fuck could you possibly control a hurricane and then you know i then i started learning about harp and all that and then i was like oh yeah and then that whole thing on 9-11, a fucking hurricane was headed yeah, towards and it, it, and away. then they turned it away and then did this all because if there had been a hurricane there, they wouldn't have been able to fly into the fucking buildings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And it's not just that. There's tons. I mean, we've had oh, yeah. we've had more hurricanes ever since. And you more can, tornadoes? Remember that one that was it was coming up the Gulf and like went way into Texas, but right before it was about to hit land? You see all those clouds start developing in like a, yeah. Remember that we yeah. did on the satellite thing, and they were fucking chemtrailing there, and that that extra moisture it's like it's so fucked up it, that they can do it that, fed dude. the hurricane yeah, and harder, it got yeah. even worse then. It mm-hmm. was like that, that's pretty hard to dispute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when you have fucking like uh, what is it Doppler radar imaging of these clouds all of a sudden forming in a formation that is flown by a fucking airplane Mm -hmm. clouds don't form in straight lines sorry not that i've seen have you ever seen clouds form in straight lines naturally no it's impossible Mm -hmm. i have not i mean i don't know what the fuck's going on but all kinds of weird shit going on you know shit well, I say we uh, wrap this one up, and then you, we'll uh, we'll start moseying into the next one. Cool. And hope uh, Double T shows up, because if he doesn't show up, then uh, I guess it is what it is. So we're actually about to do. Let's get a little preview. We're going to do our, our itinerary. Dave, mm-hmm. we're about to do three hours of Rock Vegas. Nice. Typically, we got two hours with Double T. Not that he's confirmed he'll be here for two hours, but we're assuming. Slated. Yeah. And then and another hour after that. So we're basically taking an hour from a think tank because of Double T's timing. You, you know, So he doesn't have to uh, do a think tank with us. Right. He, He's probably not as interested in that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I guess, but uh, yeah. You two might hit a button of his and mm. get his interest peaked. Maybe well, we'll we'll mm. see what's going on here. I mean, but hey, how many hours we got left? One. Uh, we have three, ten. Four, five, six, seven. Ten officially starting now. Yeah, at two. Okay. Which All right. Two so minutes, yeah. talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to start the next twenty six hours.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.